Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. Boy, what a busy weekend. I mean, we had President Trump speaking at uh, Turning Point USA, uh, some conference they had, and he said some interesting things. Tucker Carlson spoke there. Uh, I think other people like Vivek Ramaswamy spoke. Um, you know, one one thing that I think is interesting, some of the candidates for the presidency, even President Trump said during an interview with Maria Bartiromo yesterday that some of these people who are running for the presidency may very well end up on his cabinet because they are dignified, they're handing the, handling themselves well, they're getting themselves out so the people are becoming aware of who they are. He also said that some of these people who are running for president actually called him beforehand and asked him his opinion. You know, not necessarily now, my approval, but opinion. Yeah, my question would be who are the ones that called because at least there there's respect there. He didn't, I know he the didn't Dem- say, Bo. He, he said he didn't want to embarrass them. You know. I know that the Democrats are, you know, saying, oh, you know, they're picking on this guy, you know, Trump, and they're they're trying to downplay him, and they're trying to uplift Biden, and they're trying to make it like, well, you know, and Biden's, you know, has gotten some funds, but it's nowhere near uh, some of the past record funds that they've generated, but they're saying this early on. It's it's a good indication. Well, it's an indication they got a, they do have a war machine. And they don't care, you know, the the age of that machine. They're going to sit there and put the bucks behind it so that they can support, in my mind, the steel. Mm. I, I, I think that President Trump, he has got to be aware of the fact that if the system isn't fixed beforehand, he's going to lose again, no matter how many votes he gets, because the system is corrupt. I just have to think that going into this election, uh, there's something happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of. It has to, otherwise, it's an exercise in futility, frustration. Yeah, i got to find the guy's name here, but uh, James Delisco Beeks, one of the January 6 people. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's, he's, you know, he didn't take the deal from the government. You know, screw right. you and all this stuff. But uh, in a kind of an obscure uh paper or whatever it is, the TGB, at least I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, TG, said, TGP? Uh, TGP, yeah. Gateway Pundit. The Gateway Pundit. Oh, it is? okay, yeah. it is the Gateway. Why did they put the initials there? I, I have no idea, Bill. To confuse, yeah, just said to the confuse old guys like us. <laughs> like me, anyway. But anyway, he, uh, he sent out a message of hope saying that everything that is hidden will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, I do believe something has to be happening behind the scenes. Otherwise, it's like what uh, um, Albert Einstein said, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, is the definition of insanity. And I don't think that President Trump is insane. Um, Mike Pence is running for president. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I have two cuts. All right, I know exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Mike Pence was talking with Tucker Carlson. I'm going to play the short version that was released initially, and then I'm going to play the longer version that Pence well, released. 
Well, we have to comment between, yeah. Of, of course. Here's the short version. You are, distra- you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Okay. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. Right. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. First of all, that is the dumbest, dumbest response I've ever heard from a politician. You own your words, and he said it right there. Not my concern, but wait. You know, I guess in the speech he realized he did a big faux pas, but he's going, oh, you didn't hear the whole cut. That's fake news, fake news, but you did hear it. But in, in, you know, in fairness, I guess we can play the whole cut. You know, so, you know, but the takeaway is still it's not his concern. But, you know. Here he is. The the version that Mike Pence released. It's a little longer, about a minute longer. I want to, I want to see whether you think it makes a difference. I know you're running for president. You are distressed. You are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States, and it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. And as president of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. And as president of the United States, we will secure our border, we will support our military, we will revive our economy and stand by our values, and we will also lead the world for freedom under my administration. I promise you. Amen. Vice President Mike Pence, thank you very much. And I got to tell you, uh, first of all, somebody should teach these guys mic presence because they're all, they, a lot of these guys hold the mic too close and you can hear them breathing between words, and it's an annoying thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I heard his explanation. Did you hear the very end? The very end of what he just said is, which was the explainer version from the Pence people. He got about six people clapping. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know where he thinks his campaign is going, but it sure isn't going to the presidency. 
I will tell you where it's going besides hell in a handbasket. The, the point is you can always tell by fundraising. That's an indicator, not the extreme indicator, but he hasn't even raised enough campaign funds to be considered a threat to be allowed into the debates. Oh, really? He hasn't had enough people? Uh, I think he needs, what, 40,000 uh, contributions or contributors to his campaign? He doesn't have it. Well, I think it would be a waste of money, to be honest with you, because the guy has about as much chance of being president as I do. He, the amazing thing about it is, his attraction was he was part of the, quote, Trump team. You know, that's what made him appealing it went during the four years. Yeah. When he turned around and took a shiv to his boss, the guy who gave him everything, when he stuck him in the back, all of that goodwill on the part of the Trump supporters went away. He is alone on an island with no support, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you know, the other guy that's having a problem, believe it or not, and it's the big contender, uh, DeSantis. Oh, big time, yeah. He's he's running into uh, contribution problems. They, they were doing well at first, now they're dropping down. And he's at the point to where he's already fired, what, 12 staff members, and he's going to start cutting deeper into his uh, his inner circle. Well, you know, they say that President Trump is still very undecided about whether he's going to participate in the debates. He doesn't really think it's a good idea. He still hasn't made a final, final decision, but everything he says seems to indicate that it would serve him no purpose. He has like 60% of the vote, and DeSantis has dropped down to like 17. Yeah, well, now what would happen if Trump says, no, I'm not going to go and do the debates, and the other candidates can't cut the muster? Well, that, that just makes him stronger. By the way, right. we talked about what Trump should do should he not go to the debate. Let's maybe have a rally right opposite of it. You know, rally, you know, or do a series of, uh, you know, maybe, you know, they used to do town hall meetings. Maybe he sure. does his rallies in town halls, private, private things to where it's all about Trump, you know, and he's an all about me kind of guy anyway. And uh, people, you know, they, they, they like that. He spoke at uh, the Turning Point uh, conference over the weekend, mm -hmm. and right. uh, he wrapped up his his speech with this. 2024 is our final battle. With you on my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers. From our government, we will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. And we will rout the fake news media. We will defeat crooked Joe Biden. And we will drain the swamp once and for all. We made a lot of progress, but it's pretty deep. You know, people love the fact that this guy is taking shots, constant shots from the left, and he's still standing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the old Delton John song, I'm still standing. But he is. I mean, he's taking the shots. And, you know, the thing you got to go back and look at, mm -hmm. you know, he's been accused of a lot of things. I mean, you know, you would think that he's the devil incarnate if, uh, if he did even half of those things. But nothing has ever been proved, even with that, that whack job up in New York that uh, accused him of oh, yeah. uh, 
rape and now going after defamation of character. And the only way that she can get those charges through is with a liberal judge. The court sat there and said, no, there was no rape here. Mm-hmm. There was no rape at all, which was what that case was about. But yet they figured he had enough money. They could award her some money just for going through the, uh, you know, yeah. the trial. The, the effort, process. Which, yeah. Come on. What, what the hell is wrong with America? Hey, look at what happened in Boston over the weekend. Did you hear what happened in Boston? Uh, Michelle Wu is the oh, mayor. Yeah, yeah. Well, they come to find out that she had the the Boston Police Department was essentially pulling raids on the homes of uh, her political foes. She had a hit list, an enemies mm-hmm. list, and it got out to the media, but it didn't get out to the local media in Boston. It got out to, like, the Daily Mail in London. You know, it's being covered all around the world, but it's not being covered in Boston, with the exception of our friend Jeff Cooner on WRKO in Boston, the talk station. Good guy. Yeah, but, you know, these these people are, if you think about it, they're doing what Biden is doing. You're saying, wait a second, an enemies list? What's Well, Biden has kind of an enemies list. And also, he, Biden's doing things like ignoring rulings from the Supreme Court, you know. Yeah. And, you, you know, not only does he have that list, but he censors and he goes after people that are in the media. Anybody right-talking, uh, they are subject to yep. prosecution by Biden. Now, there, there was a ruling on that that they couldn't do that. But over the, I guess, Friday or over the yep. weekend... Uh, a, a rogue judge, a judge, I think it was from Louisiana, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he stayed said, no, there. No, 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 yeah, and sat there. How this this so-so has jurisdiction from Louisiana that, you know. Well, he's a, federal, he's a federal judge. They can do anything anywhere, you know. I mean, that's what they think. And that's how yeah, they're treated, too. I don't believe in that, but either way. So now, and you know, now that the window of opportunity has reopened, you don't think he's going to take good liberty of that before he gets shut down again? Well, I mean, the Supreme Court of the United States said, look, at the uh, student loans forgiveness is illegal. You can't go there. That's a, a ruling from the Supreme Court, the highest judicial branch in our right. country. And, and overturned. And, and what happened? No, no. Biden said, screw yeah. you. Screw it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do it Which, anyway. Yeah, he's he's a dictator, and if you don't realize that, even if you're sitting there going, yeah, but he's he's liberal and he believes in what I believe in, well, you better take another close look at this guy because what you think you're going to be getting, that's all just a puppet show for you. Mm-hmm. He's a dictator, and soon as he gets this one part locked up, he's coming after you. That's just it. What you just said is so true. It's great until they he turns his attention to you. And if he if he looks at what you're doing and he doesn't like it, then you're in trouble. But uh, people on the left, you know, I hate it. The, people who are, I, I don't want to say Democrats because there are moderate Democrats and then there are leftist Democrats. And it's the leftist Democrats who are controlling that party right now. So much so that you can look at somebody like RFK Jr. who was a moderate who, by the way, gets along with President Trump, of all people. They get along. They're friendly, you know. Uh, But moderate uh, Democrat, he doesn't fit into the party. 
Robert Kennedy doesn't fit into the party. Don't think for one second if Joe is incapacitated, the Democratic Party is going to race over to RFK Jr. They're going to go oh, after. Hell no. They're going to go for Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer up in in Michigan, but they're not going to go to RFK Jr. because he's too middle of the road. Yeah, uh, I, uh, and it's a it's a shame. But I I wouldn't be surprised by the way if President Trump gets in, and he makes RFK Jr. a cabinet member on his. Uh, in his well, it could be. I, my whole point is that uh, when you know, everyone goes, "Oh, you're a right wing conservative," you know, you're you're this, you're that. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I think both parties suck, you know, and I think that uh, when you are a, cons- uh, a a moderate conservative, a person of true value, uh, we we're both whether you're left or right party oriented. Uh, we're outcast on our own. Well, ship. what happened when Andrew Jackson became president? When Andrew Jackson became president, uh, people would would satisfied with the Whigs and the Tories or whatever the heck they were called. I mean, they, the, the parties back then, the Democrats and the Whigs, I guess, I, I get those early parties mixed up, but they didn't have the Republican Party yet. So Jackson comes in, and all of a sudden, the Republican Party is started. Essentially, you know, the grand old mm. party. I don't think it's the oldest party. I think it's the Democrat Party that is the oldest party. Democrat yeah. is the, the oldest. I mean, you had the Federalists. You had all these different yeah. things. But but what happened, and I think this is what's happening now. What you said is so true. You're sick of both parties. And I think there's a large following of people out there in the country who are sick of both parties. The MAGA movement, I think, is an example. Now, I don't think it'll be called the MAGA Party, but... Something may come out as a result of the MAGA movement that is a reflection of that of those people. Well, maybe, maybe not, because and I'll throw in a, a theory here because it's one that I've thought about before. But let's just say that you know the division of the left and the right is purposeful to get people where we are right now. Going, both parties suck, and everybody says these parties suck. Now, the further uh, you know to take that thought a bit further today's youth, the future mm-hmm. of politics in this country. You know, they're going after him with the student loans and stuff like that, free stuff, because they don't understand what it's coming from, and they don't like either party, and they're they're not beholding to Joe Biden. They're not beholding to Donald Trump. They're beholding to this idea of free stuff, and could this be where socialism finally steps into the United States well, takes a hold as the answer to the division well, I think between a good point. these two. I would submit we're there now. I think the, the left, I think the administration is more socialist than it is Democrat, traditional Democrat. But uh, I don't think that they're going to be the power in play. I'm just saying there, there's a bigger force out do there. Do you see it being this. a one-party government? Oh, hell yeah. Well, if that happens, then the whole idea of America is shot. And democracy is out the door. Yeah, because we, the idea of having different voices, different opinions, having uh, different platforms, uh, that was what made this thing so so interesting and so workable back in the day. But if you take, you take it so that there's no more uh, debate, it's just here it is, this is what you believe or else, then we're no longer the United States of America and the Constitution no. is of no significance. Look, there, there's there's no doubt it's money that runs the world, whether you like it or not. 
it, it rules the world. It always has. Uh, but I don't think that they like the idea that we had freedom of choice, uh, uh, everything that was the United States was. The voting about, system. Even, Obviously, they didn't like the voting system. Yeah. I mean, uh, even when Trump came in and the Democrats were going, oh, all this, and, you know, the queen, who's now gone, and not that she was a great prize, but she sat there and said, it's time for America to come home. The yeah. great experiment yeah. is over. Yeah. The great experiment yeah. Well, the experiment may be over, but so are they. You know, they're they're in no better shape. But yeah. they they are part of that money. I would say that e- I this is part of our growing pains, and this is a very critical part of our existence as a country. I mean, we are at a pivotal point in our in our development because we're still a young country, whether you want to believe it or not. We've gone through war, world wars, and we've grown civil wars, revolutionary wars. We've gotten to this point right here, and you know, President Trump. You heard him say in that uh, comment that this is the last big battle, and it's the final showdown, yep, the final countdown. To this is it. I truly believe he's right. If we don't get this right, we're basically uh, we're done. If you've ever raised a child and they got to twenty-one, congratulations. You did a good job. You protected them. You nurtured them. You educated them. But even then, when you launch them into the world, you know, but but you've done your job. You know, mm-hmm. we're still a baby. We're not even 21 yet, but I think, you know, no, we won't be 300 years old, but we will be. Two, we, we're, uh, what is it, 250? We're approaching 250, 250 like two years. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, 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 but. We're, we're going to be at that point to where, okay, it's sink or swim time. Are we? Is this baby going to make it to its 21st birthday? And well, boy, I'll tell you, I, I have uh, a lot of questions about that. If you're talking about the 2024 election, uh, I, I mean, I look at President Trump, and he says all the right things, and he has the strength that you want back in, in office. And you know this time he's not going to take any of the crap from the left. He's going to have a, a much stronger administration because he knows who the players are now. He didn't know it when he went in in 2016, but he knows who they are now. And he's going to, you know, as they would say, if you pardon the expression, kick ass and take names. That's exactly what he's going to do if he's president again. That being said, I think the deep state knows it. And remember, it's not Biden. It's the deep state that's running this administration. And Mm -hmm. they are going to do everything in their power. And right now they have a lot of power. They're going to do everything in their power to destroy Donald Trump, to cripple his movement, and to make it so it's impossible for him to be president again. That's true. They're doing everything they can. And anytime there's somebody out there, like Kamala made a mistake, several mistakes in speeches over the weekend where she (laughs) talked about, uh, we're going to reduce the population. Well, the White House said, oh, we can't have that. So... They edited her speech, which was already given, and I guess they revised the audio. But the simple fact <laughs> is, you know. She already gave yeah, the speech, but they're revising it after the yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah, they're revising. Uh, she never said that. What the hell do you think you were here? Yeah, don't were believe you on drugs? Yeah, don't believe your lying ears. What the heck is wrong with you? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah well, I guess Kamala, too, was at the uh, Jesse Jackson retirement um banquet ball or whatever it is and uh-huh. you know she was doing her imagine you know he's the one that 
He's the one that introduced the rainbow yeah. before anybody ever knew. I'm sitting there going, even in his, uh, you know, uh, I don't forget what he has, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, or, or Parkinson's. Either way, mm -hmm. he, you know, you just saw him sitting there like, you know, he had no idea what was being said about him. And I am quite sure I'm not putting down the, the Rainbow Coalition because the Rainbow Coalition was not about pride, but she wanted to make it a pride thing. Um, or at least that was the take. You know, I he's got to be, he's got to be 80 at least. Yeah. I mean, he announced a few years ago that he was losing it, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I don't wish that on anybody, you know, I don't care if we don't agree. I don't want to see somebody suffer or be a prisoner in their own mind. Yeah. You know, that, that would be, that would be devastating. Hey, Bill, a news story. Nobody is mentioning anywhere. Uh, seriously, I, I, I'm amazed that it just passes under the radar. There was a, a massive explosion in Plaque Mine, Louisiana. Multiple right. explosions and fires occurred at the Dow Chemical Plant in Plaque Mine. Now, this wasn't a little pop. This wasn't a little, you know, uh, poof. If you want to go see what it looks like, uh, I would suggest going to the Gateway Pundit. They have the video there, and it's a Page mushroom two. cloud. Yeah. Now, they're saying nothing has been detected in the air, but, you know, oh, keep they in always mind, say that. Dow Chemical, along with uh, the plant there, and, you know, uh, you have uh, – you know, they can't shut those plants down, by the way. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. No. No, they have to. The, those things will be around in, in some kind of operation throughout our lives, our children's life, our children's children's life, and on and on and on unless they can figure out one thing because the contamination they put into the ground has a half-life that's in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years. So you can... If you shut down the plant and say, we're going to level the ground. Re remediate the ground. They can't remediate the uh, ground? And bring it no? There, there's no amount of money in the world that can pay for it. Wow. So these plants are there, and they're active in, in some way, form, and they, they keep at least a skeleton crew. So when that place blew, yeah, they said, yeah, everybody's in place, and uh, nobody was hurt, which makes you wonder. Oh, I, I don't know how that can possibly be unless the place was on a – on a Sunday shift, in, and nobody was on on, on Sunday. Happened but, on a Friday or a Saturday. You know, and the first I thing know. I know, the first thing I thought of, remember we talked about that sixty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate that they haven't yeah, off uh, the train. Yeah, they yeah, it was stolen. Well, is it, this is the second? Well, now the one in Kentucky was a purposeful one. We blew it up, which mm -hmm. you know again, it's a chemical plant, and when you do yeah. that. We don't even have enough money or will ever have enough money as a country to sit there and fix that land. They were making nerve gas in Kentucky, right? And they say that it was an intentional destruction of the nerve gas, but we're only taking their word for it. I'm just saying. Well, the, I'm just saying. If we take, If we're taking responsibility for doing it, then that means that we take responsibility for the cleanup. And from what I understand, I used to live down in West Virginia for a while and programmed a station down there. And you had, it was called the, the chemical, uh, well, they called it the chemical Valley. It's where they made that stuff 
that killed all those people. There were two places that was made, Charleston, West Virginia, actually South Charleston, and then uh, in Bhopal. And you might remember back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had that leak, and it killed like 5,000 people. Well, you know instantly. what amazes me is that these, these plants are made, they go to the most pristine states in the uh, in the country. West Virginia is a beautiful state. If you've oh, never never been there, uh, you, you owe it to yourself to get in the car and go for a drive. Go to West Virginia. You know, when you hear that Almost Heaven, West Virginia, from John Denver's song, it's true. Except that in certain areas that where there's not a lot of people, where they can sneak it past, where politicians will bend the rules, companies will move in these these plants like Bill's talking about, and all of a sudden, people start making a lot of money. I mean, people in the neighborhood start making a few bucks. All of a sudden, everyone's getting new homes and nice cars, and everything's great until there's an accident. And then when there's an accident, the whole place is contaminated. It's, it's ruined. I mean, families have to move away or they die. Homes, mm-hmm. homes are left and abandoned because you can't go back. Am I right? I saw, I saw a documentary uh, yeah. on that West Virginia uh, situation that you're talking about. I remember it very yeah, well. you're exactly right. And not only do you have those things, and I'm just talking about West Virginia here, in South Charleston, but you have them all the way down the Canal River going over into Huntington, and in between the two cities is an old munitions dump. And not a munitions dump of sorts. It was a chemical dump, and which is where I think I mentioned it before. You know, they talk about the the moth man and what it really is. Yeah. It's a giant bird that its eyes glow because red because it kind of its migratory ter- territory is down where the chemical plant is. And it eats stuff there, and that chemical gets in its body and its bloodstream. And at night, its eyes are it's phosphorescent. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's probably what was seen on the bridge. They scared everybody, and it just happened to be at a time that the bridge structurally went down, which is a little bit up the road. But there's, you that know, you what, back in the early 70s, Bill? Wasn't it the yeah, early yeah. 70s? Yeah. Yeah, but you cannot sit there and clean that mess up. The bridge and the Mothman is a whole different thing. But the chemicals, they're a real threat. And those plants are all over the country. In Louisiana, I think there's two. I think there's another one. It's an oil place, but it's also got the same chemical stacks uh, up in uh, off Interstate 20, up around Shreveport. You know, so yeah, uh, I just find it interesting. You got the Canadian fires that are bringing in Oh, smoke. that's the next and story it, we were going to talk about, Bill. Well, what? you know, I, I'm showing you the map here. We don't do yeah. video, but if oh, you see all I know. the dots it, there. I know. It's amazing. And then, but you go up north. Now, this is actually the wrong map, but it's going up north to Canada, and it's showing all the fires that are going on, and it's not a circle anymore. It's spread, but the 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 pattern is coming down into it. We're, we're under another warning that we've got more smoke on the way. It's almost so, as if, Bill, it's almost as if the people who are setting these fires are aware of how the jet stream works and how it well, swoops up into Canada and then comes it is back convenient. down. It is. It is. And then you had Kamala, who didn't say that we have to reduce our population. And here you go. With all of that, and now these plants blowing up. Well, there's there, we didn't measure anything in the air because you didn't take a me- measurement, you a-hole. I said to I my mean, wife, on. I said to my wife today, uh, yesterday actually, I said tomorrow is going to be meaning today, another air action day, whatever they call it. You know, where uh, they're going to have another 
a day of uh, be careful how you breathe, which is essentially what they're saying. You know, stay in your house. Don't go. My wife goes for long walks. You know, she she and she does it every day. And not a good idea. I, because I said, don't one, do we it. We got the heat wave. We yep. got the heat wave, so the air is stale and stagnant, and then they're mixing crap in the air. Yep. I mean, it is not a good scenario, but you know what? People say, yeah, be in, just stay inside, run the AC. But the AC filters outside air. You're still yeah. getting the outside air in. I mean, you almost need to wear a mask in your own home, and I hate to say that. And I, I, there you go. Remember the lockdown and the mask, what it did to America? Yeah. yeah. What and if we don't need a virus anymore? We just need bad air on the planet. Well, I said to my wife, can you remember in all of our life a situation where um, we were being inundated by this pollutant from Canada? I mean, you would think that if we're having it this year and it's no big deal, just it's something being caused by the fires, that it would be something which was happening 10 years ago and then 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh, it's just Canadian fire season. No, 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 Not, nothing like that. All of a sudden, yeah. now, out of nowhere, we're supposed to just accept the fact that, oh, it's the Canadian fires. And by the way, why aren't these fires out? Why is it t- it's taking well, so damn long to put the fires out? You know, is it lightning you know, strikes? There, uh, boy, that's, uh, there's a lot of lightning strikes in, and it does seem kind of odd. When you look at this map, and then they got the jet stream up here. Yeah, and it does kind of like a U. Yeah, so it comes out of Canada, drops Canada, drops down into the United States and goes back up. Yeah, and the fires just seem to be strategically placed along where that. the jets yes. jet stream. Exactly. Uh, what a coincidence! Uh, yeah, my God. Yeah, well, nothing to see here. Just who keep the hell along. would have thought? Yeah, uh, and and so what happens? Let's say hypothetically. Let's let's think. Let's just play a little game here. Let's say their thoughts are. You know, we need to get rid of some people, you know, and, and the older people with respiratory problems. We can do two things. If we light these fires and we get their, these pollutants in the air, uh, well, I mean, we can, in, in, in a way, we can get rid of a lot of older people, you know, in, in these nursing homes and places like that, cut back on our uh, Medicare and Medicaid uh, responsibilities. And uh, I'm thinking about how don't put it past sinister people in this country to think about stuff like this. I mean, Bill Gates, you heard, he's he's a guy who's in favor of lowering the worldwide population to 550 million. We are now, in this country, alone, 330 million. I mean, that would mean that the entire population of China would have to disappear that means that 200,000 uh, uh, um, people could be added on top of our population, and that would be it for the world population? That means that what? What happens to the people in Africa, Europe? But th- these are, this is how these people are thinking. They're, they they wow. think that people, you heard Carmela thinks the population has to be minimized, shrunk. Well, so all these rich people, let's, let's, let's identify something here. All these rich people that are doing all this spouting of stuff. Bill Gates, yeah. who else? Uh, Klaus uh, Schwab, you know, okay. uh, uh, John Kerry. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I would imagine if I took some time, I could put a nice list together. It's people yeah. who are basically proponents of the World Economic Forum. 
You know what? What is their race? What's their color? Uh, I hate to say it, but uh, most of them are Caucasian. So you know, you talk about uh, maybe reparations are in order, but not from you and me, from Bill Gates and all these guys that are conspiring. Because if they're going to reduce the population, are they going to do genocide and take out hey, races? You notice that it's guys like George Soros, you know, worth billions and. Bill mm-hmm. Gates worth billions. Uh, th- these people, it's they live in a different world than we do. They're on the same planet, but they have different rules. They have a different lifestyle, and you ain't part of their world. Period. You're an inconvenience. You're breathing their air for God's sakes. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, yeah. this is how these people think. You know, um, I, I, the, the common man, the average guy like you and me uh, and, and our listeners, trust me, mm-hmm. our listeners are the common man. And that, by the way, yeah. from all around the world, we're not just talking about U.S. common man. We're talking about Canadian, Germans. We have Germans listening to our program, Russians. Yeah, we we have people in England and Spain and God bless them all. These are people who are interested in the same thing that we're interested in. Freedom, prosperity, you know, family, God. You know, I mean, um, and these other guys who are trying to change the world have been enormously successful financially. Some of them ruthless, by the way. George Soros was asked one time in an interview with 60 Minutes. They said, does it bother you that by becoming very wealthy that you had to crush uh, some people financially? And he said, no, no, it's just business. Just business. And he said it with the coldness that you would expect, for example, a, a Nazi SS officer in, in World War II. You know, when they, were, when they explained why did the, you, you participate in the genocide, I was just taking my orders. I was just doing what I was told to do. It was just yeah. orders, you know. It's that same heartlessness. That's what, uh, you know, and by the way, speaking of Nazis, Soros, even though he was a Jewish by birth, uh, he was a an aide to the Nazis in Hungary during World War II. That's right. And he was very proud of it. He said it was one of the most exciting times of his life. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. There's a bigger power out there, and, uh, you know, perhaps the anger... I mean, there's a, there's a representative out in uh, California, and she's saying that uh, white people are evil. Well, there are some evil white people. I'm not one of them, uh, and I don't believe in the reparations. But then again, I look at the Soroses and the Bill Gates, and, you know, here's Kamala saying it. Well, you know, you know we're paying a price right now. For, for, seriously, Bill, we're paying the price for electing dumb people. Asses. To politics, yeah, you, I think you're more specific, but I think we're in agreement. Yes, yes, we, we we are electing stupid people into politics. I mean, if you sat down with some of these Alexandria Ocasio Cortezes and her, you know, all the, her her cohorts, if you sat down and had a one on one conversation with them, they would be empty parking lots. They would be vacuous. They would have nothing to contribute to the conversation. But yet, their representatives, 
they have a, a position of importance. They can influence a vote, and and this is this is bad. This is tough. We got to pay more attention to who the heck we're electing into office. Don't just pick somebody because they're a Democrat or a Republican. You know, listen to what the hell they're saying. You know, there's uh, I forget his name. He's uh, but he scares the Democrats. Uh, he is getting ready to announce his candidacy. I think for the Green Party. I mean, he's going to run, and uh, he's a, he's a real left, left, lefty. Is this Cornell yeah. West? That's it. Cornell West. Yeah. Yep. And they're they're worried about him. That they say, well, the bad thing is that'll give Trump the win. Well, no, it won't give Trump the win. Trump had the win the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll have the win this time. Yeah. Uh, but that would make it hard for them to do their steal if this guy comes in and puts significant numbers over there. And what it could do is the Democratic Party could be in trouble of being, you know, you know, a spot in the history books, a page in the history books. And... Uh, the scary thing is because, you know, there is a move that's out there trying to, you know, take uh, take the youth and, and, and offer all this free stuff and get in socialism. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it what they're trying to well do be. is they're trying to entice the, the youngsters who aren't really paying attention, and it's no fault of their own. They're kids. They're kids. They, they, you know, a few years ago, they were, the biggest thing was who's going to go to the prom. You know, and, and now they're in college maybe. They're they're not really paying attention because they got a final next week. They gotta study for this, study for that. Uh they they don't think like we think from experience about what the world is like and what's happening to our world. so what they do is they try in their in their naivete, the uh evil ones offer them free stuff. This is what mm. we are. We'll pay off your education. You don't have to worry about college. Well, I know you signed you signed an agreement and you made a commitment, but commitments are for, like, Republicans. You know, we're going to pay it off. You're going to just forget about it. Go your merry way, you know. Uh, you want to wear a dress in the military? You want to be uh, a trans officer? Sure, why not? You know, we're changing our military approach. This is what these people do. Mm-hmm. Um it's go. all to divide us and uh, to conquer, and we are being, I, you know, they got a good chance of conquering us. Because- hey, Bill, another story which you haven't heard a thing about. Bibi Netanyahu, very close to President Trump, he's the Israeli Prime Minister. Uh, he's not doing well. No. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was rushed to the hospital on Saturday after he lost consciousness. Netanyahu, 73, was reported reportedly complaining about chest pains before he was taken to the hospital. According to the Jerusalem Post, Netanyahu lost consciousness while at home. Uh, He fell down and he hit his head. That's not a good thing. Uh, The prime minister is in good condition, according to his office. Of course, they always say that. Oh, the prime minister is fine. Of course, he's not breathing, but uh, no. I mean, they they always come out with, uh, they try to, tamp down stories you know if there's a shooting oh we got the guy there's nothing to see here or the, if there's an explosion say well within the first five minutes the news they'll tell the news no oh, it wasn't a terrorist act you know there and then bb netanyahu collapses and he hits his head but he's in good condition and everything's fine don't worry about it you know no, there's there's 
you know, the fact that he hit his head, the fact that he was he passed out, the fact that he had chest pains, uh, those are all serious signs um, that he is in serious health. Well, you know, I gotta you, you gotta wonder. You know, um, he is not liked by a large faction of the left in Israel, just like right. Trump is not liked by a large faction of the left left in the U.S. and and the left in Israel and the left in the U.S. They're they're cousins. They really are. They uh, mm-hmm. they they want the same things for their country, like uh, the left does in this country. And uh, Netanyahu stands for, you know, conservatism. Essentially, he's very pro-Israel. Uh, and and now all of a sudden he collapses and is rushed to the hospital. I mean, it could be just a coincidence, but there's, there's a part of me because I don't trust stuff anymore. Do you? I don't take that stuff Absolutely on face value. You know, I mean, does this look like a face that trusts you know everything that's out there? I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I uh, I just think that there's more to the story. It wouldn't surprise me if you find out someday that maybe this was an attempt on his life, for example. You know, they could do it any number of ways. Well, as far as I'm concerned, right now he's still in harm's way. Yeah. Until uh, I until I hear or see something different, yeah, he's in harm's way. Uh, a 49-year-old man pretending to be a woman uh, took the mm. bronze medal from female athletes in the 400-meter race in the Para World Championships in Paris on Thursday. That's really? every is everywhere now. I'm mean, everywhere. I mean, there. If what I, is the, you know, Bill, we live in a world where all throughout my life, feminism was a movement that was growing. Women wanted their independent. They wanted to be considered equals. They wanted to be looked at as being uh, uh, no less and no more than anybody, than men. They wanted the same pay. They wanted the same positions. They wanted respect because, and they deserved it. Okay. All of Mm -hmm. a sudden in 2020, 2021 or so, this movement comes along and, and, and confiscates their awards, their trophies, their positions, their achievements, the trans movement, guys come along, all you have to do is say, hey, look at, uh, I'm doing lousy in the men's division. I was 449 ranked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a skirt on, I'm going to trans, and uh, start winning, winning some races. And now, you, you think I'm kidding. But no, that's what, what they're doing. The guy was, I think, he, the guy who won, I think, on, uh, on Thursday, Valentin Petrillo, he started transitioning in 2019. I think he was ranked like 449th world worldwide uh, before when he was a man, and now here yeah. he is winning races. He's, you know, 200 years from now, though, somebody's going to look back and say, "Well, his DNA still says he's a man." You know, I mean, are yep. we ever going to rewrite history and uh, cancel out their their wins because they don't deserve it? and at least award it to the proper person, the woman, in the woman's race or the event? You know, I'd like to think that, yes, someday people will come back to their senses. But I don't know. I mean, we we have moms and dads enthusiastically uh, bringing Junior to a drag show at the library because it's the in thing. What the hell's wrong with the moms and dads who are doing that? Right. What was Charles Bronson's wife's name? Because Jill she, Ireland? She, yeah. Jill Ireland. What, yeah. Yeah. What would she be saying about this? Because she was, you know, now. 
Uh, and where is now? Now, because you haven't heard you haven't heard a word from now. No. National Organization of Women. You would Not think a that damn word. Why? Why aren't they out there with signs picketing these events? Anytime a, a trans goes out there on the stage and starts competing against women in their in their events, why isn't now out there? I wouldn't if I had been a contributor to now. I wouldn't give them a dime more. Not a Unless penny they more. Got out there, look. Any self-respecting woman that is sitting there going, they, they ought to be, and they're, they're upset over this trans thing that's going on, I'd be sitting there, I'd be on the phone saying, hey, now, National Organization of Women, where the hell are you? Yeah. By the way, where I'm the not the hell against, are you? You want to trans? Fine. You want to transition? That's your business? Your you body trans right out the damn door because you don't belong. But you but know? you shouldn't be competing with women. You you want to compete compete against other trans. Right. That's all. Make have, have a all trans your own division. category. Yep. And you know what? I'll sit there and get a beer and some chips, and I'll sit there and laugh at your competition. But that's me. You know. <laughs> no. Actually, no. You know, if they had a trans division and that's who they are, it's. Uh, that's their business, really. That's their business, you know? and I would sit there and look at it like a, a, a fair sporting You see what Charles Barkley came out supporting the trans and Bud Light. You know, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, intelligence doesn't equate to athletic ability or athletic, you know. It, you don't have to be a genius to be a great athlete. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. That's like actors. You know, when you see actors saying, well, I support this, some major stars says, I don't believe in that. What qualifies that guy to be, you know, be an expert? I mean, some of them are smart people and have thoughtful answers and stuff like that. Right. But some of them are as dumb as a box of rocks. I've met some in my life. You probably have, mm -hmm. too, in the business. A um, few here and there, yeah. Hey, uh, RFK Jr. is trending for uh, uh, apparently he made some comments uh, over the weekend about uh, COVID-19. And uh, it, it, I guess it went over like a box of rocks. Uh, here, here's what he said. And we need to talk about bioweapons. I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years. And, um, uh, and you know, the, the, what we, the technology that we now have to develop these micro, we have, we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same You know, thing. the audio on that is kind of bad, and I'm not going to make mm -hmm. you suffer through for another minute and a half, so I'll read to you what happened. R.K. Jr. Uh, apparently said, uh, made a comment about COVID-19. Uh, it was a video that was recorded uh, this past week, and he was sitting around in like a forum situation. In the video, Kennedy can be heard saying, COVID-19... There is an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. COVID-19 is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. The people who are most immune are Akinasi, Jews, and Chinese. We don't know whether it was deliberately targeted or not, but uh, there are papers out there that show that uh, the racial or ethnic differential in impact is real, meaning there are, it affects certain races more than other races. And he said, and that's why, that's why those bio labs in the Ukraine were so important because 
that's what they were doing in those labs. Kennedy said that, you know, and, and I happen to agree with him. But, I agree with but, him, but too. He, but because he mentioned uh, uh, Akanasi Jews, they said he was being anti-Semitic. The left said he was being anti-Semitic. You know, he didn't say anything wrong in the comments. He was he was he was giving an answer based upon information that he had uh, developed over the course of uh, two or three years of it, of investigating into the COVID nineteen situation. And, well, you know, uh, if you create a virus, you create an antidote. So you know, you got white people on the left sitting there going, "Ah, that's a bunch of bunk." Well, did they get the antidote? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. No, I'm just saying. I, I, I think that uh, I think that There's, he had a good point, and I think that the left right now it's it's so easy for the left to criticize the slightest, the littlest thing. People can be um, they can be minimized by the left mm-hmm. so quickly now because the media is so quick to help them do so. You know, I mean, if they don't like what you're saying. Well, look what they do at YouTube. We we felt that. We oh, yeah. we never said anything that was uh, shocking or uh, we didn't use profanity. We were very uh, – we got our information from reliable sources. And because we were talking about a subject that they didn't like, we were minimized. And, you know, they don't just pull you. They'll say this was inaccurate. They put a – a disclaimer out and make it look like you had done something wrong. You oh, know? yeah. You're punished in front of the whole world. And, you know, yep. yeah, everything that we said was documentable, uh, that you could sit there and the research was there. And how many times has somebody from the left said something, well, it's documentable, and it turned out it wasn't documentable, but it was all fake, but they get a pass. And yeah. the story still sits there, and they reuse it over and over and over and, and over again. They're still do, taking old stories that were b- debunked and using it to punish Trump, punish uh, punish the right, anything they can do to punish. Punish, punish, punish. Came across something interesting over the weekend. I haven't heard it in a while. Uh, it's a young Joe Biden being interviewed by a reporter. The first voice you hear, even though it kind of sounds like Joe, it's the reporter. And then you'll hear Joe come on with his answer. But it's uh, it's only about 40 seconds, but it's worth hearing again. If you've never heard this, and if you ever wonder what kind of guy we have in the White House, no matter how old and how feeble he is right now, this will give you an idea. Since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that, though. The system does produce corruption, and and I think implicit in the system is corruption, when in fact, whether or not you can run for public office, and it costs a great deal of money to run for the United States Senate, even from a small state like Delaware, uh, you have to go to those people who have money, and they always want something. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the the manner in which I talk about it, but what happened was they said, come back when you're 40, son. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. He was ready to prostitute himself to the money guys. He said, and, I'm t- and the very first thing he says, well, I'm not too sure you think I'm not corrupted. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know. He, he, he said, I'm a whore for hire. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe and, the most truthful thing he said in his whole career was those yeah. lines. And by the way, I don't want to, by, by saying what I just said, 
I am not wanting to degrade uh, those women in that industry. You know, I'm just saying, because he's far worse. And uh, so I saw. What, who, what, I missed that. Bill. I mean, well, no, I said, you know, he's a whore for hire. Oh, I, oh, I you know. know. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I actually, I know what you're saying. You're saying that actually uh, ladies of the night, per se, right, are uh, sometimes more respectable than than politicians. You shouldn't uh, well, you want to debase them. They, yeah, they probably, you know, they have mothers that love them and look, still love them and look up to them. They probably have children that look up to them and love them. You, you made an, so interesting what, po- an interesting point. Did you see that killer, that serial killer out in Long Island who was yeah. killing all of those prostitutes and how the media did everything they could to to minimize the women oh, the victims they're yeah they're, they're they were prostitutes they were it was like it was like an excuse for them being murdered you know and what you just said is true they were somebody's daughter somebody's mom somebody's child you know they, and they still love them because that mom was out doing whatever she could to put food on the table for somebody yeah and, you know, it is the oldest profession in the world. I've never partaken in that profession, but I'm just saying I am not going to judge somebody on that. Sometimes you do what you have to do. Now, if you go and hold a gun to somebody, you know, I'm going to judge that. But, you know, the you media, know? the self-righteous people in the media will come out and say the women who were prostitutes, who were working the streets, who were picked up. And, you know, I mean, they, they say things. Instead of saying Sarah Jones, from you don't have to even mention what her career was. You don't even have to talk about prostitution, you know. Uh, you and if you do, there's an, e- an easier way of saying it. You know, they call them sex workers now. They do say that they'll say sex workers, like a construction worker. You know, they they, they call it a sex work worker. They it's like they can't figure out a a better way of describing these people. Maybe they just shouldn't describe them. Maybe they should just say. Well, they really shouldn't. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're they're the victims of society who cast judgment on them. Uh, you can't sit there and blame. Uh, they're not taking advantage of uh, any guys out there that sit there and pay for that. I'm just saying, these guys, and the the, the guys are the ones that are wrong because they're true. ruining their they're they're ruining their family. Yeah. They got a wife at home that depends on them and kids that depend hey, on them and they're this willing killer, to throw it away. This guy who this killer bill is uh, he has got two kids, I believe. A wife and two yeah. kids. His house, yeah. by the way, is this is an architect. Usually but an he architect lives at a dump. Oh my god. Billy. Well, you know what? Have you ever um have you ever known somebody that's a contract builder that builds homes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. go to their house. And they're always working on it, and it's never done. Yeah, you but look this, around. This guy's not. This guy's not even working on his his place. It's fallen apart, and it's it's really. It looks like it's almost abandoned. And this is where he, this architect. Usually, you have a place if you're an architect that's kind of nice, so you can point to. Well, this is what I made. Or this is what I built. Or I designed this house. Or I'm living in a building that I, I designed. You know, this guy he can't point to where he was living. Unless he's uh, taking the uh, the uh, the idea that like a rat rod car, he's got a rat rod house. I don't know, but maybe um, you know if he's if he's doing well and he's making money, where's that money going? That's something his wife should ask. Anything because... else you want to add before we wrap this one up, my friend? 
Well, I mean, uh, you know, everybody's talking about doing SmackDowns now, and uh, Chris Christie was oh. asked, was asked, well, who was it, Pierce Brosnan or whatever yeah. his name is? Oh, yeah. yeah, Pierce Morgan. Morgan, that's yeah. it, Pierce Morgan. Uh, yeah, I said, uh, so, you know, uh, if you got in a fight, Christie's going, come on, I'd kick his ass. That's what this he said. 78 years old. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, Chris, have you looked in the mirror again? <laughs> You know, I think Trump I, really would, would. I think, all due respect, Chris, at seventy-eight years of age, I think Trump would kick your butt upside and downside. Yeah, <laughs> and if he got in the corner, all he'd have to do is throw a donut. You'd chase it, and he could kick your butt. Then when but, you're but you know to they they're good at that. Critics of Trump, you know, remember Biden saying, "I'd like nothing more than to take him out." When I was in school, I would have taken him out back behind the school yard and. Oh, yeah, I'm a tough them. guy, yeah. man. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm tough. Hey, hey, hey. In, in your, you in your wildest today? dreams, I right. haven't seen Trump personally, but I think he's about 6'5", and he's a big guy. He's not somebody to be taken lightly. He's a, a, a big, strong guy. And if you saw Trump when he was younger, he was in phenomenal shape. He's in good, he's in good shape now. Uh, so I wouldn't, be, uh, I wouldn't be running to make threats like that, Chris. I mean, holy smokes, have another donut and sit in the corner, will you please? Yeah, just knock him down. He's not going to get up. He's going to have to roll across the floor. Anyway, my friend, we have done it. I have a lot of stories I I, never, I didn't get to today because we've had a busy show, but uh, a lot of things a happening. Here too. A lot of things happening in the in the world. I wonder. Pay attention, folks. See whether they talk about that uh, chemical plant explosion in Louisiana, and see whether they talk anything about uh, BB Netanyahu in the news today, or whether they just let it slip away. You know, whether it just disappears. You never yeah. know. Uh, the, the, the mayor in Boston having a hit list. Any legs on that? Well, I'm, uh, I think there will be legs on it because that's pretty big. And, you know, she was considered such a nice, sweet young girl. Well, she's not so nice now, is she? Not anymore. Hey, listen, friends, we are out of here. But first of all, I should remind you, you can call us at 833-538-7868. 833 and there's mail at itsanotherday.com. And with that said. Yes. Have you bought I your lottery tickets yet for another another big drawing? I think, is it tonight? Uh, I believe is it, it yes, tonight? tonight. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, I got to get lottery yeah. tickets. You're I think right. It's like You're nine, right, sir. Like eight or yeah, $900 million. Dollars. I mean, uh, I mean, eight or $900 million. Can you imagine what in the name of gosh would, would you do if you hit the lottery like that? I mean, I, I can't even dream. Uh, I mean, it's not just becoming instantly wealthy. It's becoming instantly obscene wealthy. You know, I mean. Ooh. Well, I don't know. There's a $2.3 million out in, uh, in uh, where is it? Uh, Nub, uh, is it uh, Nub uh, Lighthouse? You know, up in, uh, well, uh, somewhere along Maine or New Hampshire, along the shore up there. I'm sure there's. You'd buy, oh, you'd buy the lighthouse? No, I wouldn't buy the lighthouse. I'd buy the house that I'm talking about. It's $2.3 million. Oh, okay. So you've already started you know, thinking about how you'd spend the money. Hell yeah. Oh, see, I mean, Anybody you, can dream. You, you, you wouldn't stay where you are? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, listen, with that, my friend, you have to sign off with your signature, your signature sign-off. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. You do that so well. I know. I took years of practice. I went to school for it. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. 
These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>